This is Christine Nairn, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. on spirit fans timothy lawson here host of follow your spirit the spirit of course are following up their poor performance in portland well poor 50 45 minutes and then a decent 45 minutes after that so really just one half a poor play but it led to a four to one loss that i know that they're eager to bounce back from this week i have two guests on the show the first is mary Leatherman, she's a Spirit fan. I just said I wanted to bring a fan on the show to get their thoughts, their feelings on the Spirit season so far. And then Jordan Small, who's a contributor at SpiritCoverage.com, will hear uh, some of the same insights and thoughts from her. So uh, let's first hear from Mary Leatherman. All right, Spirit fans, with me uh, this week is a fan of the Spirit, Mary Leatherman. Mary, thank you for joining me. No problem. I think it's important that on a podcast called Follow Your Spirit that we talk to some of the people that do indeed, do indeed follow the spirit. I totally agree. So how how long have you been a spirit fan? Let's start there. A couple of years. I started following the Washington Freedom, and then uh, ever since the spirit came about, I've been following them pretty closely. So. Yeah, and you, uh, you're a local, correct? Yes, I'm, I live in Walkersville. Okay, and do you do you make it out to the games when you can? Yeah, every game. Uh, we're season ticket holders, so we're out there. Oh, every very game. cool, very cool. Um, all right, do you do you have a do you have a favorite player? Stephanie LeBay is my favorite. I was a keeper Stephanie. growing up, so I have a thing for keepers. Yes, and I'm sure you heard my interview uh, with Stephanie. Uh, that uh, I thought went really well. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I totally would listen to it. It was really good. Yeah. is your? Do you have pancakes on game day now? I should. I should yeah. with maple syrup. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and then also in your Twitter bio, uh, I see that you're a military veteran. Yes, four years in the Air Force. In the Air Force. Well, as uh, from one veteran to another, thank you for your service. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about uh, what all Spirit fans are talking about right now, and that is what I hope was really just one half of poor play against uh, Portland, but ultimately ended up becoming a, uh, a full game loss. Uh, did you get a chance? Did you watch the game live? I did. I did watch it. And did it crush your it heart? It totally did. It totally did. So what do you you know let's let's talk about the first half compared to the second half. We it's easy to say that the first half was uh was just really bad. And I talked to the midfield report actually last night about this and my feelings were I think that if Stephanie LeBay scoops up the ball and doesn't try to clear it and we don't get the own goal, then even when even if Tobin gets the 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 goal in extra time in the first half uh, they only go into the half down 2-0, Lowman's header makes it 2-1, and now I think the dynamic of the game changes, and there's a better chance that they get the equalizer versus suffering a, a big loss. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, it would have been totally different. Um, I think 2-1, to one, they totally, I think they would have overtaken them, to be honest with you. It's just the first half, um, it was kind of hard to watch, to be honest, 
because I know they can play so much better than what they were doing. But, um, yeah, I mean, if it was only two to one, that totally would have been a different game. And I think they would have won it. So, yeah. Um, what, uh, what's been your favorite spirit moment so far this season? Um, that's a tough one. I think, to be honest with you, probably seeing all their goals. Like, Joanna Lohman has been big all season. Um, she right? stepped up all, all season. I mean, it's just goal after goal after goal, and it's been completely awesome to watch. So, yeah, so Lohman with, uh, three goals tied yeah. to lead, tied to lead a team with D-Math. Yeah. That's six goals from our midfield. I know. One from Krieger on the back yep, line. That was and then, awesome. I think that probably was my favorite, to be honest okay. with you. Yeah. And then the one the one from the, the front line is from Stengel, which was sort of just sort of by yeah. chance, right? Yep. It happened, they gave her the credit for it. Yep. Um but not really something that I think we can uh you know, it was probably at the bottom of the impressive goals yeah. list yeah, for the season. Agree. Yeah, so we have seven of a, of the eight goals so far this season have come from the midfield and back, uh, which I think is a good thing, presuming that the front line will catch up in in production. I hope so. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm, look. Go ahead. Uh, no, good. Fin- no, I was just, I'm just ready for Crystal Dunn to score. I know she yeah. she needs to get on the score sheet, and I think she's uh. I think she's due. So yes. So Crystal Dunn has shot 18 times. Four of them have been on goal. Uh, what's concerning about this is that's only a 22% shot on goal accuracy. What's the reality of that though is she she likes to place her shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and in at least in the first few games, I you could see that she was trying to go for. Uh, back corners, top 90, stuff like that. And so it was, she was real, she was off by a couple feet in either direction. Um, and so while it wasn't on goal, she still was in the area, I guess, where she was trying to shoot. So there is, there's a little bit of leeway there on the numbers. And then the four that were on goal were well defended, uh, Mm -hmm. beyond what one, one could expect, especially the two shots, the two, uh, attempts she had against the dash. Uh, Williams, the keeper there, just amazing mm-hmm. save. So, uh, Crystal Dunn's knocking at the door. I, I think that she gets there. Um, let's talk about the rest of the front line. Who do you think, um, who do you think has shown the most potential on the front line to be a high producer moving forward? Stangle's good. I, I also like, um, Williams. I mean, sometimes she plays up, sometimes she plays mid, but Williams yeah. has been showing. I mean, she's quick. She's really yeah. quick, so. I think uh, my belief is is once Callie Farkasen settles her nerves, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think that, and I think once she settles her nerves and once she really puts her practice into her play, that she's going to be really potent for the front line. Yes, I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, so the spirit, as we, you and I are talking right now, going into, I guess this would be week seven? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, week seven. Man, it's, it's, it's going, going. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the going into Houston, 
Uh, it's my belief that uh, that this game will define the last game. Mm-hmm. That if, if they can perform well against Houston, then Portland was just a bad game. If they play poorly against Houston, then maybe we're looking at the Spirit going back to their old-time road woes. I hope not. Um, yeah, what do you... Uh, I'm not sure if... Uh, are you familiar with other teams? Um, somewhat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you think? Uh, I mean, how do you how do you look at this game against uh, Houston? Do you think the Spear are going to come out firing on all cylinders, or do you think they're going to be a little too hesitant and fear that they may re- repeat a bad performance? I think last week was just kind of a fluke, to be honest with you. I think they're going to come out and they're going to show how they really play, and they're going to do really well. I'm hoping yeah. this is just what I think. I just think last game was just. I don't know. They they yeah. can play so much better than how they played last week. So I think they're going to bounce back. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think that, uh, and I mentioned this uh, last night on the mid on the midfield report as well that because the narrative of the game of that game so far has been about the spirit maybe returning to not being a good road team that because that's the narrative, they're going to be extra careful to ensure they come away with a positive or a good performance. Mm-hmm. This, this. Now, you know, it's impossible for teams to just, like, will themselves into a good performance, right? Because that's what they're trying to do yeah. every week. Yeah. Um, but I think that the mindset that they need is there, and they have the right motivation to perform well, especially Allie Krieger, yes. uh, who probably got criticized the most um, for the in that first half of play. Um, she is one that does not like uh, does not like being criticized in that way without proving that uh, that she's above that. Mm-hmm. So she, I think, we're going to see a much better performance out of her, and I think she will be one of the more focused players on the field. Yes, I completely agree. Uh, let's get your. I got a couple quick questions for yes. you regarding the personnel. Who do you think? Um, who have you been most surprised on underperformance? Like who hasn't been as big of a Factor is you may have thought anticipated going into the season. Crystal Dunn. I thought, Crystal Dunn. Yeah, I okay. thought she would have had a lot more goals. Or, I mean, she hasn't had any. I thought she Able. would have had way yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would say Christine Nairn. Oh has, yeah, has, that's true. Yeah, I'm a nine shots, three have been been on goal. She's taken ten of the corner kicks. Um, she seems to be marked well when she's trying to shoot from what we call Nairn range. Mm-hmm. Um, but even some opportunities she's had inside, she, I think, has gotten a little too excited and uh, has let them go a little mm-hmm. too quickly. But, um, yeah. And then who do you think, uh, who surprised you the most on how well they've done this season? Um, I would say Loman. I mean, she's Loman, always a yeah. workhorse, but she's just scoring – a lot more than I thought she would. Yeah, she scored at least. She's actually scored three times as much as she did last <laughs> <Yeah>. season. <laughs> kind of crazy, right? Uh, and she's she's practically been a ninety minute player. I think there was only one game where she did not play a full ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, she's been a full ninety minute player. And at her age, and with how much other talent is on this team, it's crazy how well I know playing. it is. Yeah. So let's get the last question. Okay. Moving forward, what game, you're a season ticket holder, what game are you looking forward most to seeing uh, that's still coming up? The Orlando game. The Orlando game, yeah. yeah. I'm Almost. with you. I think Orlando's sneaky good. They are. They are. Yeah. I mean, they're doing Min- really well, so. 
Yeah. They're a, Mary, are they a point behind us, I think? Um, I think they are. If one point? Uh, yeah, so the top four right now is 13 points for Spirit and Red Stars, 12 points for Thorns and Pride. Yeah. It is a tight, tight. race yes. up front. Very tight. Yeah. Mary, any final thoughts about the season or the spirit? I'm just super excited about it. I'm still excited. I think they can just keep getting better, and hopefully you will get the championship at the end. Absolutely. We are following you on Twitter at TheBents07. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, at least 25 of us are. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) the funny thing is about that name. That's actually – it was a joke because it's my dog's name. So Gotcha. That's where it came from. Everyone jokes about it. Yeah. But Twitter, I think, is really cool. Maybe this is actually – I'd actually like to hear this from you. What do you – I'm assuming you use Twitter to follow the players. I do. Um, yeah, how – like, is that your – is that how you follow the players primarily? I think it's a great tool for that. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're all really good about posting stuff and keeping us informed. So, yeah, just yeah. mainly on Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. All right, Mary, thank you for your time, and I, I hope to meet up with you one day at the, at the Soccer Plus. Yes, definitely. All right. Thanks, Mary, for coming on Follow Your Spirit. always love uh, chatting with fans, and uh, I think it's important that uh, in this community, this Spirit fam community, that uh, we get everybody's thoughts. Uh, so next up, Jordan Small. She's a contributor at SpiritCoverage.com. She does the game recaps, and uh, she may be contributing even more uh, later on in the season, she uh, joined me for some other spirit talk and looking into the game against the Dash. Okay, and now on to the second segment of the show. I have with me a contributor to SpiritCoverage.com, Jordan Small. Jordan, thanks for ta- taking the time to talk with me. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, I say a contributor, you really have been the main <laughs> contributor at SpiritCoverage.com. <laughs> Over the past few weeks, as I've been focusing on the podcast, you've been doing the game recaps, been doing a fine job uh, at that. Glad to have you on board. Decided to bring you on the podcast here to talk about how you feel about the spirit six weeks in. Oh, well, I mean, uh, if you take away from uh, this past weekend, I was feeling quite good about uh, the season. I think they've been playing soccer, a complete game of soccer, but... uh, this weekend was a little disheartening, uh, but I think there's a lot that a lot c- that can be learned from this weekend. Uh, a lot of turning points could be made from this weekend. I think that the one of the one of the when you look at a complete team, uh, which I think that we all can agree that the Spirit are a complete team from front to back. It's it's I think sometimes it's difficult to realize where the strong where the cornerstones are until there's a collapse and i think that what we saw in the first half of that game is that Allie krieger is absolutely a cornerstone of that team because when she was not performing well things went very badly right um yeah i think the defense as a unit has been really a cornerstone for the uh for the season and you kind of saw that it didn't seem like they were playing as a cohesive unit like they had been in the previous weeks. And I think that was something that you could really tell fell apart. And that ended up being something that was just destructive. And it was 
uh, I feel like the Thorns did a good job of, of picking up on that and kind of playing off of it. What are your thoughts on – I didn't talk to uh, to Mary at the top of the show about this, and I want to hear your thoughts on uh, on the physicality of the game. There's been a lot of um, – you know, so, so going back to the first game that we played against Portland, that was a chippy game. Um, Mark Parsons, I thought, had – had the audacity to try to like blame the right. environment and the fans and even like the spirit for, for encouraging that sort of play. And then the spirit going to Portland and Portland is a bigger offender of what, of Mark Parsons criticism. Uh, and yet it seems like there, there's a small investigation going on, but it looks like they're just going to, they're going to get away with that type of play. Do you think the, do you think Portland was just playing a physical game or do you think that they took it a little too far? Um, well, I think the first game, the ref did a better job of controlling it. Um, this game, you saw the ref let it get a little bit out of hand, I think. Um, there's physical soccer, and then there's what Portland's been playing the past two, two and a half weeks. I mean, you look at the Seattle game, Seattle was just littering the field with bodies. I mean, there was so many fouls that could have been called that weren't. Um, I think that the Thorns are bordering too physical right now. And I think you need the refs to step in at some point. And I think we saw in the first game the ref do a good job of that. While there's the same amount of yellow cards given, um, I just felt like the ref had better control in the first game. And... It was a little one-sided, the calls in the second game, I feel, but it, it's going to happen. I mean, the refs have to learn sometime. I think um, I think one of the hardest things to do as an objective sports fan, um, and, you know, anybody who's, a sport, anybody who's in sports journalism is there because they're a sports fan, uh, I think that one of the hardest things to do as a sports fan is objectively look at the discipline of a game and, and try to not feel like it's out of balance. But I think on in this particular game, I think there were enough instances where there was uh, there was pattern for the theory that, you know, it was a little biased uh, in the way that it was being called. Yeah, I mean you look at the you look at the stat sheet, uh, four yellow cards to only one and you think, hey the, I mean four yellow cards for the thorns and you think, hey you can't say that it wasn't once, or you can't say that it was one-sided. I mean, the thorns got called for all these yellow cards, but you go back and you look at the fouls that were called against the spirit, and it was like they touched the thorns sometimes, and it was they get called for things, and then there was instances where players had their feet taken out from underneath of them, and nothing was called on the thorns, and so you have to really think about. Was it really one-sided, or was it just, do you think your team did not get uh, the right calls? And I think that it really was one-sided. Yeah. Um, Okay, Houston game. I just tweeted this question, um, but, you know, how does the play in Houston help define what happened in Portland? I think uh, two things can happen. You can play like they did last week and just continue along this path and 
kind of, I talked about this um, in one of my tweets, that this was, uh, it looked like the spirit road team from last year and in years past um, had come back. And I think that they have the opportunity this week to really um, kind of turn the page on that and prove that this is a different team this year and that they can handle being tested and they can handle these road battles that uh, they really should, they should win. I mean, they dominated when they played up at the Plex. Um, Lydia Williams made some fantastic saves to keep the dash in it. And I think that they really just need to keep the pressure on this week to make sure that that Thorns game was not a turning point in their season. Yeah. And I think if you watch anybody who watched the full game, actually, I honest, I honestly did not watch the full game. I was following, uh, I was refreshing my Twitter feed every 20 seconds for the first half <laughs> as I was in an Uber on my way home. But um, I did, I did watch some highlights. I watched a little bit of the, the YouTube, uh, but I did watch the second half live and there's a stark difference between the play in the first half and playing the second half. And uh, I'll even reiterate this for a third or fourth time this week. Uh, if the own goal doesn't happen and they go into the half 2-0, they get the two, they get 2-1 off of Loman's header, then they play a very different game in the last in the in the second half the second part of the second half, and in the, I think they would be a little bit more cautious, and then, and they would create an opportunity versus forcing one. And I think that there was a sense of urgency, which was warranted at 3-1, that allowed Portland to capitalize and get goal four, which crushed them. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I think the second half was almost a completely different team sh- uh, that showed up. I don't know what Kabara said in the locker room, but definitely uh, – got them going, uh, I think that you're right. If that own goal doesn't happen, if that uh, goal right before the half from Heath doesn't happen, I think it's a completely different game. I mean, you see they press for so long, and Meg Morris comes off the bench, fresh legs, um, just a workhorse up front. Um, I, I think it's a different game, you know. They go down to 10 men. And I think they pressed even harder and had a little bit more sense of urgency even then when they went down to 10. And I think that is a positive looking into this week that this team is different than years in, than in years past. Yeah, so as I've been talking to people this week and sort of uh, we're six weeks in, uh, which player has surprised you the most in their performance so far this season? Oh, for sure, Joanna Loman. I mean, Joanna Loman. Yeah. She, I knew she was capable of being a difference maker, but if you told me six weeks into the season that she'd be not only one of the leading scorers on a Spirit, but in the league, I would have told you you're crazy because that's just not the style she had played. And I really like, um, I think that has a lot to do with Tori Huster coming back uh, fully healthy. I think that gives the other two bids, uh, midfielders, uh, a little bit more space to move. And I think that that's really worked out well for for Loman there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then who do you think, who are you... 
I don't want to say like disappointed in because I'm not really disappointed in any of the spirit right. players this so far. Like, who are you? Who do you think isn't making as much noise as maybe you uh, would have expected? Um, well, I know the the popular pick for everybody would be Crystal Dunn, but um, for me, I think it's Katie Stengel. I mean, she yeah. she was so hyped up going into the season that she was going to bring or she was going to be that. Uh, that striker to take the load off of Crystal Dunn, and I, I just don't see it. Um, I don't know if it's just the style of play back or being back in the U.S., um, if it's just the people around her. I, I don't know. It's just she – I feel like there's other people on the front line that I like in there to start better. I think she's a good – a good sub to bring on in maybe the 80th minute when you need a goal or something. But I, I just think she's a little bit slower than some of the other forwards, especially the two rookies that, um, yeah, she just hasn't impressed me as much as I uh, was hoping she would. Yeah, I'm with you. One of my, she was number two of my five bold predictions at the beginning of the season on possibly scoring double digit goals. And that was that, that, prediction was solely based on the fact that she was going to be a true nine and that Crystal Dunn was going to be feeding her opportunities. Uh, Crystal Dunn's been feeding her opportunities. She just hasn't capitalized on them. Uh, and she has a really great first touch, but I think she still holds the ball too long. Right. At least that was the in the games that she started, that seemed to always be the case, that she was holding on to the ball for one or two seconds longer and allowed her mark to, to uh, stop her versus her trying to work around her mark. And... Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Stengel has been interesting to watch, but definitely not as much noise as I uh, had anticipated. Uh, between the two rookies, Callie and Shayna, which which has most uh, impressed you so far? Um, I have to go with Callie. Um, I just really, I really like her speed. Um, I think, I think it was the Portland game that she like really stood out to me. Um. Her speed is just incredible, and I also went to um, the Spirit had a, sympo- a symposium a couple weeks ago, and just to listen to her stories, it's incredible. And I think she's just worked so hard to get here. And while neither of them have really produced on the score sheet, I I've liked the play from both of them. I think they are fast enough to keep up with Crystal Dunn, and I think that's something that was needed. And I think they fit well into the system. Yeah, I uh, I think Callie has definitely impressed me more than Shayna. Shayna has been um, she's very quick, and she's I think she has looked for the most opportunities and just hasn't really gotten them. Right. Uh, either due to being offside or the ball wasn't there, whatever it may be. Uh, but I think Callie I think is closer to being the potent uh, attacker that we expect both of them to be. Um, as far as what we see, I think uh, as you know, she mentioned in her interview on on this podcast, she's just finding she's finding herself doing things in games that she ne- she doesn't practice, and she's trying to uh, you know trying to reverse that and try to apply her practice to her play. And I think when she gets that, she'll be uh, she'll be lethal. Uh, and then moving forward, let's um, here's the right question. Spirit, Red Stars, Thorns, Pride. That's our top four right now in the table, only separated by one point across those four four teams. Of those four teams, 
Which one do you think doesn't actually belong? Um, I don't know. Or, just, Watch. Or, do you, or do you think those are legitimately the top four teams of the league? I think, I mean, they've proven over the past six weeks that those are the four teams to be in. I mean, Seattle has not played consistently like they like they have in the past two years, at least. Um, the Dash, I think, could be up there by the end. Um, I think it. I think it uh, depends a lot on if they can get scoring. I think their defense is there, but I, I think the top four right now. I think they all deserve to be there. I mean, Chicago is playing some of the best soccer I think I've seen in a while. They just seem like they're doing everything right. Um, if they could, I think it's they. Uh, we saw. This weekend, they got Jen Hoy involved. I think that's going to be really important is if they're not relying on uh, Kristen Press. But I think the Spirit and the Red Stars are honestly the, the top two teams right now. And even though they're so, or the top four are so close in points, I, I see the p- style and play is completely different between the top two and the, the next two. Yeah. And then looking at, uh, let's see, do I have it here? Yep. Uh, so, of course, we're at Houston and then at Boston and then host Orlando, host Sky Blue. Uh, looking at these next three or four games, who do you think propose, um, Orlando, I guess this is the better question. Orlando or, uh, hosting Orlando or at Houston, which one's the bigger challenge for, for the Spirits? I, I think right now I'm going to have to say, uh, at Houston just because, of the game that the Spirit need to have after last week. Um, I think, especially with it being on the road, I think they need to have a better game and kind of a bounce-back game. But I also think the the Orlando game is incredibly important because if they don't play well in that, people are going to say, hey, they've played well against the bottom teams, but... So far, I don't know if they've shown up against the top team. So it's really important for them to get at least a point at home. But I'd say for sure that the Dash game is the bigger game out of those two right now. Yeah, I uh, I think I think Houston's the more significant or maybe more mentally challenged game because it does sort of define how they, who they are as a road team and what happened in Portland. Um, I think hosting Orlando may be the when you look at a side versus side maybe the more challenging game, um, just because I think I think Orlando's sneaky. Right. Uh, even though the top four team, I think they're sneaky good um, for a team that uh, for a team that has two losses. I think that. Um, they're they're a lot better than uh, than that even shows. Uh, so lastly, this is a fun question. Uh, you you know it, you have to be objective as a journalist, but when you follow a team and you're at the games, you obviously enjoy watching them. Do you have a favorite spirit player? Um, well, over the past three years, I've really enjoyed watching Christine Marin. I I think uh, if you ask. The rest of my family would probably be Diana Matheson. They all, they all love her. But this year, I've I've really enjoyed uh, watching Steph LeBay. I mean, as a goalkeeper, I just love watching all of the goalkeepers play. And yeah. I think to see a different style 
this year has been really fun. So, between the two of them. My, I, I think Joanna Loman's probably my favorite player overall, uh, and that may be a little biased because she's, she's one of the re- she's probably the reason why I even bothered getting into this. Um, but I think LeBay, LeBay is probably right behind her both in on-field play and then, um, off-field, like, interactions, like post-game interviews and the interview we had on the podcast. She's been really, uh, really friendly, and but she, like, says she's really objective and really clear about um, about what's happened. And she rides that line between giving the giving the reporters the material they need for their for their story, but also being very honest in what happened. And I, and that's like Allie Krieger is really good at that too. But Allie Krieger also sort of like really like she she's really good at a good soundbite but i think that sometimes there's a there it lacks a little bit of depth right. into what she actually feels like feels like and that's because i don't think she wants to throw any of her teammates under the bus and that's one thing that as a leader that she should be doing um but Stephanie LeBay has been nice in that she she balances both sides yeah i think uh i think joe i've had some great interactions with joe she's a a great person and i've really enjoyed watching her this season especially because like I said earlier, it's just a great year for her, and I think it's going to go down as a career year. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's almost already a career year, year right? <laughs> yeah. Three, three goals already. Last year she had one, and she thought that last year was her best season yet. Right. So, yeah. All right, Jordan, you are uh, on Twitter at – oh, man, I always forget what your Twitter handle is because it's not what I, it's not what I think it would be. Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? You give it out. Um, it's at J-O-L-S-98. There we go. Yeah, J-O-L-S-98. Uh, and then you are covering – you were doing game recaps at SpearCoverage.com, and hopefully we'll see some analysis and features from you later uh, in the season. We're really happy to have you on board, and thank you for coming on Follow Your Spirit. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, there we go. Thanks for taking the time to listen, everybody. I hope that you will be streaming the game on YouTube, and I hope to see you at the Plex on June 18th when Orlando Pride are in town. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 